Welcome out, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that your summer is going well. I think it's still July, about to be August. I'm trying to get out in the sun, trying to enjoy some of this time, and I keep finding myself working a little bit too much. So I hope that you guys are doing better with that sort of thing than I am, keeping a better work-life balance. And I want to I wanna share something that I thought was interesting. This This literally just occurred to me, and I wanted to bring it to your attention because I think that there's some interesting things in here. So I was, last year, my, last year in general was very good for me. That's when I first started to go viral. That's when I first started to grow my audience. I had a lot of people come to the show, start listening. A lot of people that reached out, wanted help. And it was just, it was overall, it was very productive. It was very fulfilling and there's a lot of ups and downs with that. And it was, it was a super interesting time. Um, but at some point that started to drop and it's been bothering me for a long time that I haven't been getting the same engagement. I haven't been getting the same, um, you know, level of views and everything. And I've been trying to get that back up. I've been trying to figure out what do I do? What's caused this, right? I'm thinking back, like what, what, what did I change? Did I say something that rubbed people the wrong way and drove, drove people off? And um, yeah, and that, that's just been on my mind a lot lately. It's been super frustrating. And it's, it's one of those times, so like, it, it, first of all, it's a good reminder that you're going to have ups and downs, and this applies to everything. It, it, it's, you're going to have those peaks and those valleys. You're going to have the, 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 the challenges, the strife and everything. However, if you keep going, at some point you have to be successful, right? Like it took me two years almost to get to that point where I was making, I felt like I was making a, a significant difference. And it's, it's really hard to get to that point. It's hard to get started. It's hard to get um, into the flow of things. But I think it's also really challenging to, to, to lose that momentum, even if you haven't changed anything, right? It's, it's hard to go through that and to, to, to take those losses after you've already won. Because at first you're just like, yeah, you know, I suck and nobody really knows who I am and I'm still learning. But I think that the pride starts to slip in. <laughs> Somebody pointed that out to me today. It's like, you got to get out of your own way. You have to deal with your pride because we're talking about pride and fear. And I think I struggle more with pride than fear, although I would be lying to myself and to you if I said I didn't have um, my own struggle with fear. But yeah, so... I, and I went to sit down on the, the balcony just now and I was I was getting ready to do it uh, an episode for the other show and then I had an epiphany and I, I realized why I've been struggling lately and it's it's kind of like now that you have the epiphany you look back and think well how did I not see this before like this this literally has been on my mind for months um, and I've been thinking about this as separate from, the show and engagement, but it's like, oh, I realized it. So I want to talk about that. I had this thought at first. I didn't know, like, there's no way. Maybe there is. I think that it might be, but let me look. So I look back at my engagement and I can see the chart, like the little graph or whatever, where it shows the, the line of like the peaks and everything. And sure enough, it confirmed my suspicions. Now, let me back up a little bit. Let me explain why, like how this all happened. I grew up and I've mentioned this before. I, I grew up very, religious. I was a devout Christian for pretty much my whole life. I came to that faith when I was like six or seven. And obviously, no, no, no. 
But yeah, yeah, I was, it was about six or seven. And um, obviously, I don't think you really understand it at that point. And so I went through my struggles. I went through points of questioning that and then affirming it, coming back and everything until I was about 22. And then I started to make some bad decisions. And again, <laughs> I've talked about this in length, so I'm not going to go into it, but I made bad choices. I was around people that were a bad influence. I was acting inappropriately. I was uh, engaged in some pretty degenerate behavior. I wasn't living life the right way. And that part, it, 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 in conjunction with that, I was also um, questioning faith a little bit. I was, I was at the point where I thought there might be more to the story than what the Bible is saying. So that led me to some weird places. And at some point, I actually started to reject it all, and I started to just go my own way. I got involved in the New Age spiritual community briefly, and then I realized even, you know, not following any higher ideal, that that was complete garbage, and I've been against them ever since. But I, I, I drifted further and further and further away until last year. Last year, I started to have some conversations with people. I started to, to, to question certain things about my decisions and about faith, but I, I was very against it still. I was very against Christianity. And I think I expressed that a few times, if I'm not mistaken. I know that I expressed uh, a, a general openness to, to other religions, if nothing else. And that persisted. I was seeking truth. I wasn't just saying like deconstruction kind of mindset, like, I'll oh, just, it doesn't make any sense. And my parents wanted this, blah, 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 blah. I was just saying, I don't feel this anymore and stuff like that. But I wanted to know, I, and I kept seeking truth. I kept looking for the answers. I just I couldn't seem to find them. And the more I looked, the more questions I had. And I think a lot of people can relate to that because we don't really like you, it's kind of like solving an algebra problem where you don't have enough information, right? Like you, you pick those questions sometimes where it says, you know, it's A, B, C, D, and D is not enough information to solve the problem. That's what I felt like I was doing. And it was frustrating and it made me angry. <laughs> and um, out of nowhere, and I mean literally out of nowhere, I was in my room last year sometime and I was watching a documentary. I was tired. I wasn't really thinking about anything. I was just trying to relax because I had been absolutely crushing it for months on end. And I was worn out. I was tired. I just wanted to chill for a bit. I was, that was when I was like doing really well. That was when the podcast was doing very well as well. And, um, I was making, I was making a lot of money more for, by my standards. Anyway, I was making about 15 grand a month. I was working seven days a week. I was just nonstop killing it every single day. And I was like, I need to relax. So I laid down and watched TV for the first time in forever. And I was watching a documentary on something. And out of nowhere, like nowhere, I had this, the most profound experience of my life. I had a, a, a vision. I had a, a Christ came into my heart and just completely changed everything about how I saw myself, about life. It just I was just completely flooded with an inexpressible love. And I, I couldn't, I, it, 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 I keep wanting to explain how I felt and I can't. Words literally cannot describe it. I got up, I had to, I had to move. I was like, I can't take this. And I went and sat down at my desk. I fell out of my chair, fell to my knees. I was just completely overcome by this vision. He took me to, to, to the cross and I saw the torture, I saw the, the abuse, the pain and the fear and everything. 
And it made so much sense because when you love anyone that much, I was like, oh, I get it. I would do that too if I felt this way. And it was it was such a pure expression of love. And, and it made me understand the value of sacrifice and just how somebody could be so selfless, right? And all the questions that I had been struggling with just cleared away. And they just made sense and everything was brought into perspective. And I just, I just understood. And it was something that transcended any kind of intellectual knowledge. It was just a very profound, earth-shattering experience. And I didn't know what to make of it, right? But it, it turned my attention towards, towards God. And I started to realize, you know what? I actually don't have my life together. I'm doing well. I'm successful financially. I'm successful at my job. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing well with women. <laughs> so I thought, um, you know, they ended up being crazy. But <laughs> my fault, of course, for selecting those people. But and I just started to realize, like, even though I was doing well, and I had a lot of the things that I wanted, that I was very empty inside, that there was that there was still that gnawing void somewhere inside of me. And I didn't know how to deal with it. And I had been struggling with it for a while. And so I I I saved up, I had saved up a bunch of money. And so I basically, I went, I, I traveled for a bit and then I went and I just, I didn't work for several months and I made, I, there was some more stuff that went into, it. I won't get too, too, too into the weeds, but there was, there was a, a process of, you know, rationalizing, answering certain questions, figuring some stuff out. But ultimately I decided to come back to the faith. And then I started pursuing God. I started to, I spent, I spent several months, most of, most of the beginning of this year, just alone in my room, reading scripture, praying, meditating, trying to sort out the stuff that, you know, is in my head, my heart. And it it was a very transformative time. It was there's a lot of depression involved in that, right? Like when you confront your own darkness, it's not pleasant. There's a lot of demons that come out and you have to deal with that. And if you just ignore them, and I, I talk about this in various forms and I have for years, but when you don't acknowledge that stuff, it, it just festers, right? And to turn your attention towards the things that are inside of you. And I, I do believe in spiritual warfare 100%, but I also, it's it's not really possible, I don't think, to separate what what is acting upon you and what is inside of you acting within you, right? There's because you, you see like, oh, my life sucks. I keep getting like all these bad things happen to me until you are brave enough to confront your own darkness and to confront your own iniquities and realize the hand that you play in those patterns, in those cycles, in those things that you can't seem to get out of. And yeah, it was a very painful time. It was it was very stressful, but it it, it brought me back to God and the questions that I had been struggling with were answered, and I feel that my life is on a new track now. And so that was the epiphany I had. I thought, huh, maybe, just maybe, now that I have turned away from the world and turned towards divinity, towards something higher, if perhaps that had any correlation with my views dropping. Turns out it did. To the day. And what's funny is that I hadn't even posted a video yet or an episode yet. And that was my first thought, like, well, you can argue that I said something different and people were not receptive to it. And so everything changed. But no, it was to the day. Isn't that weird? I thought so. 
I thought it was very strange, especially if you consider spiritual warfare to be a real thing, because the forces of this world, however you want to articulate them, however you want to conceptualize them, they don't want you to aim towards the true highest potential that you have. And so the deception that comes in there is that even if you're aiming up, but you're not aiming at true north, for lack of a better term, that's okay as far as because you're still off course. You're still not quite right. So you can have a higher view of morality and ethics and everything. You can be a good person, but if you're of the world, then that's okay with demonic forces. They don't care, right? Because they're, you're still influenceable. You're still corruptible. And I mean, we always are, but you're much more prone to those attacks because you're not following something greater than yourself. You're following yourself and you are fallible. You are deceivable. And so I thought that was very interesting. And what made it even more interesting to me was where did everything spike? Where did everything come up? Where did everything start to go big? What made me viral? What made me get a lot of attention? And that's the crazy part because the personality versus character episode was what blew up. And that was when I wasn't Christian. I wasn't following faith. I wasn't acting in anything other than my own intellect and just what I had observed, what I was thinking about, what I had learned, my own brain. And it was stuff that I would teach now. I'd probably curse less. At least I like to think so. I'm pretty sure my language in that video or was not was not that great. However, the 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 truth of it was there, right? Like it was a very enlightening episode for a lot of people. And it was an enlightening revelation for me, right? Because I, I had spent quite some time where I don't think I've ever put that much work into an episode before I made it. And it wasn't planning, it wasn't writing it down. It just, I was obsessed over that topic for months. And I was thinking about it from so many different angles. And I was seeing so many different things happen. Just the idea that people date for personality instead of character was so profound to me and it was such a it, it was such an epiphany and and from what i can tell it was for a lot of people because that's that's how people are they they that's it's true and i thought isn't it interesting that i can teach values i can teach morality i can teach a better way of doing things and as long as i'm of the world as long as i'm doing things the way that the world wants me to do them that's good and i'll get something and it made me think of you know when Christ was tempted in the desert, it's like he's shown the world, he's shown all these different cities and says, you can have this if you just follow me. And that's Satan saying that. And that's exactly how it is. If you take your eyes off of the transcendence, you can get a lot of stuff. And it doesn't even matter if you're a good person, relatively speaking, when you do it. But once you align yourself with a higher spiritual authority, you're attacked viciously from all angles. And that has definitely been my experience. Now, the good news is that I'm spiteful and I, <laughs> that's not going to stop me. And it's led to a lot of questions, right? Um, one of the main things that has genuinely bothered me is that I, I do, I do want to share my faith. I do want to share that experience because it was so powerful, right? Like it was, it wasn't just that, like I decided to follow this. Like you see Andrew Tate and you see all these people that are online and they're like, Oh yeah, I decided to follow God because of X, Y, Z, because their doctrines align with my ideas and I logic my way into it. This is like, no, like that's not, that's not faith. Like that's just you deciding that this fits with your values. And so you adopt it. Right. And I don't know if he's genuinely come to, you know, a spiritual revelation. I don't, 
I, I, I have my doubts, but that's not for me to say. It, it's really not. It's not my place to judge. I'm not trying to say anything bad about, about him. I'm just using that as an example. But I do see a lot of people that like decide, oh, this makes sense, and other people are doing it, so I'm going to go do it. That wasn't my experience. This was something that I wasn't looking for, and it completely destroyed me. <laughs> like, it completely changed me. I mean, if you haven't noticed the last few months, like the way that I speak has changed. I don't curse anymore. I, something slips out sometimes, right? I don't, I don't make the same types of um, statements that I used to. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. But that was, that was very interesting to me. But I, I was concerned. It's like, I do want to share this. At the same time, I understand what it's like to be in opposition to these ideas and to just kind of be turned off, right? And it's not that I'm afraid of people disliking me because I follow God. That would be silly, right? Don't get me wrong. There's like some, there is some level of fear there. It would be lying to say otherwise. But that's not a great enough concern to stop me. What, what gives me pause is that a lot of people reach out to me and say, that what I have done has genuinely changed their lives and that they have been looking for years. They've been going to therapy. They've been trying all this different stuff and all these different programs and they've signed up for this, that, and the other and blah, blah, blah. And it's like my podcast was what did it for them. It's like I have X, Y, Z of evidence. Like this is how tangibly my life has changed in the last couple months, right? Just from following what you've done. And so it, it really bothers me that somebody who is struggling with depression, right, could could benefit from this, and then would hear something in a message that uh, of like you know my my stance on faith, and they could turn away from that and just be like, oh no no no, I'm going to tune it out, right? And so that's like to me that seems reasonable that I would be concerned about that, and so I've been trying to find a balance between that's part of the reason that I started just a separate. Uh, podcast so that I and that is lamp of the body if you're interested that is where I talk about scripture that's where I talk about my faith that's where I talk about um, the symbolism of of scripture some of the, the things that are taught and that's it's it's still my brain working the same way but it's about you know religion versus psychology and philosophy so and and those things are mixed into it and um, a good example of that too is that I, I have that goes along with certain views that I have, certain political views that I feel strongly about, right? And I don't think that all of these things are even political. They're not to me, but they seem to be to other people. Um, and I, I hesitate to say certain things. Um, what, a, a good example of that is what's going on with the, the trans movement, right? I don't see that as a healthy thing. And I, I was, somebody asked me in, in person, it was somebody that I, I met, um, that ended up listening to the show. And uh, she asked me, would you do an episode for people going through that? And I thought about it and I said, no. And I, I gave an explanation for it. And the thing is that I genuinely care about those people. I really do. I, I, I don't know what it's like to go through that. I, I, I really don't. I, I can only imagine that it's absolute hell to not even, to, to be that, disoriented and unsure of yourself to the point where you can't even establish a fundamental baseline uh, understanding of who you are as a man or a woman, right? And you can argue with me over the validity of that, but I, I think that it's very obvious that people who struggle with that, the rest of their life is also chaos. And you can easily see that there's a higher level of other mental health disorders 
there's depression, there's anxiety through the roof. There's all sorts of things. There's in, and they talk about the suicide rate and everything. Am I allowed to say that word on Spotify? I'm not even sure I might get censored. Uh, <laughs> but so the point is that like, I, I, I feel called to say, you know, listen, if you're going through that, I'm not even going to sit here and say, don't do that. It's wrong. I would say, listen, you need to start gaining some sense of stability right? Because if you are so fundamentally confused about something, and you know, if you decide that you're this side or the other, that's, that's not my place to say if you're right or wrong. What I'm saying is that when you can't even be sure of yourself enough to know something as basic and fundamental, that's like not knowing how to put your clothes on in the morning, as far as I can tell. It's like, imagine how much effort, conscious effort and energy it takes to get dressed every day and to go through your day if you don't have a good system of habits and patterns laid out. That's why you have habits and patterns. That's why your brain works the way it does so that it doesn't have to think about everything every day. If you're constantly in turmoil, then you create hell for yourself. And so I feel so bad for people that are going through that because I do care about them as people, but I also cannot affirm that lifestyle or that belief, that philosophy, because it's very plain to me, and this is before, um, you know, whatever, but it's plain to me that they are in a state of chaos and that's evident in the way that they go about their lives. And so is it not the right thing to do to, to gently point out, listen, I care about you. I don't want you to be suffering this way. Start getting stability, start establishing uh, structure in your life and that stuff will work itself out it will because once because when you're in a state of chaos if you're in the middle of the ocean and you have no land you have nothing to support you you have nothing to to keep you afloat that is a good analogy for chaos right whereas if you are on an island the island can still suck you still lost at sea and <laughs> we kind of all are but at least you're not constantly expending energy to just stay afloat, right? Like you can go and do other stuff. You can build a shelter, you can find water, you can find food, you can make a survival plan. If you're in the ocean, you just, you got to get somewhere, right? Like there's nothing that you can do. You're, you're drowning. You've got to fix that first. And I think it's really disheartening to see how many people are dealing with this. And I have my list of suspicions. I have my list of things that I could point out are influencing this. But if nothing else, you know, I, the reason that I don't rail on it is because I, I have seen, and I do on TikTok sometimes because I like to instigate arguments, but I, I, on a real note, and I'm, I'm trying to be serious here. I'm not good at that. I, I don't want somebody, again, same point, to be struggling with that and to hear me say something that they consider to be, I don't know, hate speech. It's like it's anti-trans, whatever. I don't want them to hear that and immediately tune me out. If the content that I have could help them cure their depression, get stability in their lives, fix their anxiety, right? They start following the things that I talk about. I'm not perfect by any means, but I have figured some things out. And the thing is that they're, they're practical. It's not, this is the way I live my life. It's not, you have to do things a certain way. It's simple things. It's, it's usable things. They have utility and they're, they're imminently within your reach. It's, just for to throw some examples out there, stuff down to like paying attention to your body language. Nobody ever thinks about that. I'm anxious all the time. I'm depressed all the time. Yeah, look at your body. You hunch over. You are fearful in every way that you express yourself. You're fidgeting. 
your shoulders are closed up, your arms are crossed, you're you're leaning over, you're you're turning away from people, you won't make eye contact, like all this stuff, your body responds to that. It sends signals back to your brain that you are in a fearful state because you're adopting a fearful attitude. Your brain physically responds to that. You release chemicals that are associated with those states, which reinforces it. So now you create this vicious cycle of feeling bad, right? You release more cortisol. You start to you start to physically um, respond to this stuff. Whereas, and again, studies have been shown on this. And, and this is just one example out of many. I'm just I was kind of pointing it out. Um, you know, if you it was that Harvard study that they did where if you stand up straight in a powerful dominant posture for like a minute, like two minutes, your testosterone increases and your cortisol drops, which means basically that you feel more confident. And it's body language, it's nothing else, right? And so that 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 for me was a huge key component in figuring out how to practically cure my depression. Doesn't mean that I don't struggle with depression. I do. It's a it's a real thing, despite what people are saying. And I, I did that episode recently saying that, like, well, is it real? Is it not real? Yes, it is real. It's also not in a sense. I don't think that is something that you're stuck with. I don't think that it's real in the sense that, like, you're diagnosed with this, you can't get out of it. That's ridiculous. You can fix it. I have. Millions of other people have too. So, yeah. For example, like let's say, like let's let's take the issues that people struggle struggling with um, gender, you know, confusion deal with. There's also depression. There's also anxiety. There's also a lack of general structure. There's also a sense of negative, uh, limiting beliefs, um, bad patterns, right? Because you see people. When Adam Smith was on here, he talked about how most people, most Gen Z aged people have never seen a healthy relationship work. And so if you have never had an experience of seeing two people love each other and support each other in a healthy way, then of course you're not gonna buy into love. Of course you're not gonna buy into traditional relationships. You haven't seen it work. And I think that that's a mistake, right? That's something that we need to work on. You look at the divorce rates, right? It's over, I don't even know what it's at. Is it 80%? I think it's, I know it's over 50%. But most marriages end in divorce. And people say, well, that means marriage is a sham. Well, you can't just say that. You can't just say that this thing that has worked for a very long time is a sham and then point and look at, oh, well, the 1950s, they were abusive and women were oppressed, whatever. It's like, well, you weren't there. And certainly that happened, but you can't just say that that's the norm. That's kind of silly. This is something that has built societies for the extent of human history. It's a powerful thing. This is something I talked about on personality versus character, by the way, the one that did well. Let's see if this episode blows up. Probably not because that's not what the world wants to hear, but I'm going to do it anyway because I don't care. If you say that marriage doesn't work based off of the fact that most marriages don't work, that would seem at, at the face value to be a logical statement. But then you got to think about the hidden variables. What are all the factors that go into making this not work that you're not aware of? How are people selecting their partners? How are people basing their strategies for relationships? Are they basing them off of their parents who had a, you know, three divorces and hopped around to a bunch of different people? Are they basing them off of, you know, one parent was abusive, one parent was, you know, not um, a strong influence in their life, a positive influence. Maybe they were, um, they were cruel to the kids. Like there's, there's any number of things, but you look at say, if that's the strategy that you're using, that's the math that you're using. Well, of course you're gonna you're going to perpetuate those same behaviors, 
and yours unconsciously because that's how the unconscious works. You're not aware that you're doing it. I don't think that that really hits home with people. They hear unconscious and they think, well, it's just part of my brain that keeps me breathing and drives me. But they don't really appreciate like, no, you make decisions and you don't know that you make them. Why are you attracted to somebody? Because your unconscious analyzed them and decided that they are a good fit for you. They're a good partner for you. And it, and it compelled you to act upon its analysis, upon its findings by making you feel something, by releasing certain chemicals into your body. And that drives you forward. That drives you into action. Isn't that interesting? And it's really mind-blowing when you think about it, but most people don't. And even I've been thinking about it very deeply for a long time, and I still, it still beats me. Anyway, yeah, so you look around at marriage and you say, well, this doesn't work. I don't know if you guys can hear my cat in the background screaming at me. Um, he wants in my room. I'm not going to let him because I'm hard at work here changing lives, saving America. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's, that's what we're up against is like people look at something and say, well, this doesn't work anymore. And they don't take accountability for the things that drove that failure. They say, well, this diet didn't work. Dieting doesn't work. Well, dieting doesn't work, but it doesn't work. It, it doesn't fail because it, the diet was wrong. It failed because you didn't stick with it. If you stick with the diet long enough, you're going to see results. And I can speak from experience, and I'm, I'm just going to say this, and maybe you'll agree with me, maybe you won't. I cheat on my diets all the time. <laughs> I'll be like, I've been on this diet for two months. I don't understand why I'm not seeing the progress that I want. But when I'm honest with myself, well, I sometimes eat cookies at work. I sometimes will finish off a pizza that somebody else orders. I'll sometimes three days a week, make a trip to the store and buy something that I shouldn't, right? And so is it the diet that's not working or is it me? Is it, yeah, and the same thing with, and marriage is just one example out of many, and I'm just using this um, to illustrate that there's there's a, a, an infinite amount of things that I can go into in terms of self-improvement. And I'm cautious about, maybe I shouldn't be, you guys tell me what you think. This is kind of, I, I, I want to hear your feedback. Should I be concerned about speaking what I believe to be true in order, and it's not because I'm afraid of the truth, it's because I'm afraid that people who could benefit will leave. And when I say it, and that when I think it, I kind of know the answer that no, I should just say it. If I see somebody struggling with drug addiction, I'm not going to say, well, I don't want to point out the fact that drug addiction is bad for you because that person might tune out. I'm going to say, stop doing crack. You freaking cokehead. You're killing yourself. So should I not adopt that same mentality with something else that I see is very destructive? And for some reason, people are just affirming it. And I think that part of that is fear. I think part of it is good nature, though, right? I think that people... They're not just afraid that, well, you know, this community is going to hate on me because I said this or because I don't agree with it. I think people want to make others feel comfortable and want others to be happy. I think that there is a certain good nature behind this. I do think that there's a certain amount of fear, but I, I do. I try to look at the positive side. And I, I, I have come to believe that most people are stupid, but they want to do the best they can. 
They just don't always know how to get there. So they, they do want other people to do well and to be, to, to be well off and to, to be happy. They just don't always see the strategy there. So I don't know. I hope that this was interesting for you guys. It was kind of a um, contemplative <laughs> sort of thing for me. This isn't really about psychology. This is more about me and my journey. But I'm, I'm very curious. What do you guys What do you guys think I should do? I would like some feedback here. Um, I can't promise that I'll listen, but I, <laughs> at least I'll, I'll talk to you because it's um, it's an interesting one for sure. It's something that I'm, I'm not going to violate what I believe to be right. I never have. Um, and again, that to, to bring it back to that, like why this hit me as being so weird was that personality versus character in, in that whole time frame, I was so aggressive and I was ranting and I was so confrontational and people loved it. People were hitting me up like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. You're so funny when you're mad. And I needed to hear that. It was the kick in the pants that like I, you lit a fire under me that I've just been needing for so long. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was actually just genu genuinely <laughs> angry. <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't even thinking about uh, anything other than stuff that gets on my nerves. So that's interesting. So people like it when I rant, people like it when, I, when I'm honest. And then when I turned and started to be more like nice, because I was like, well, you know, you know, I don't think Jesus would want me to be hateful towards anybody and just like curse them out and like, you suck, you're degenerate, all this, that, and the other. I don't think that that's how he wants me to approach it. So I've been trying to be nicer about it, but that's like what makes people tune out. Isn't that, isn't that weird? People are weird. People are unpredictable in many senses, but they're also predictable. So I hope that this is been at least interesting to you. Um, I don't know if it's helped. <laughs> I hope that it has, but I've definitely, if you're still around, I'm, I'm going to assume that you're, you're somewhat interested in that you at least care for what I have to say, even if you disagree with me and that's okay. You can disagree with me. Um, I'd, I'd rather, I'm perfectly fine having conversations with people who disagree, but are intelligent enough to articulate why and to still understand that even if we don't see eye to eye on certain things, that we can still provide value to each other. We can still improve each other's lives. Um, again, even if we don't totally agree. But yeah, I have some interesting things coming up. There's a lot of stuff that's been on my mind. I did that one series of the that like that book review, and that was partially because I was just struggling to find content. But during the course of that, I have come up with some interesting ideas that I'm excited to share. So that will be coming soon. And yeah, guys, thank you for listening. Good luck.